Hello, I'm Laura Castleton, U.S. Head of Portfolio Construction and Strategy at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of brighter futures for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with David Faber and Jim Cramer, who's back at post night of the New York Stock Exchange. Market fairly steady after Tuesday's drubbing. Uh, Powell's on the House side today. Market firmly in the 50 basis point camp for March. Dollar three month high. And ADP comes in hot, 242K. Our roadmap's going to begin with higher for longer. The Fed chair cautioning that interest rates are likely to continue to rise, leaving some to question if 6% is really in the cards. Plus, Tesla shares are moving lower ahead of the open. The EV maker downgraded at Barenberg, wherever that is, saying Stop there's, it. quote, less room. Be nice. Who's Barenberg? No, we're stopping that. We're not being mean. All right. Occidental Petroleum <laughs> is moving higher. Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway is adding to its already large stake in the energy company. I didn't get that memo, Carla, not me. (laughs) Let's begin with the markets. Uh, Day two of the Fed chair's testimony on the Hill, this time before House Financial Services. It'll be the first big hearing for new committee chair uh, Patrick McHenry. Jim, even though you've been off for a few days, you've been pretty vocal on price action. Well, look, I... Sometimes you sit down with people who know more than you, and you just own that. Jamie Dimon, I sat down with him in Philadelphia. He said six. What? What? He knows more than I do. Oh, no. Well, I, without a doubt. That yeah. was an important thing yeah, he, he said. He said six. And, and he said over six, yeah, actually. over six. But it wasn't like he was, and now I'm making a proclamation. It's like, you know, obviously, obviously it's going over six. And I, I, I sit there, I thought it was like going to go five and a half. And then you just revise your thinking because someone who's really in the midst of things, and he very much is a banker, just said, look, this is how it has to go. Inflation is awful. That the interchange between Senator Warren and Fed Chief Powell is very interesting because it should have flipped. I mean, the Fed, Elizabeth Warren should be very worried about the millions upon millions of people who be wiped out by inflation. Instead, she focuses on the people who maybe lose their job in an atmosphere where you can get another job. So I think she, obviously, I think she misplayed her role. And in, in charge instead is a very liberal uh, very, very liberal Fed chief who's just saying, listen, what this is about people not being able to afford things. Right. And I, I just thought, man, is he out in front on this thing? He knows where the he knows who's going to be decimated to keep us up. Yeah. The exchange with Warren was interesting yesterday. But the diamond thing, going back to that, uh, is really pivotal when you look back on it as a reminder. Here's what uh, Diamond told Jim uh, not too long ago. If we go into recession, the consumer's in better shape because unlike 08 and 09, mortgages are well underwritten. Right. The, the, even though people talk about credit card debt, it's just normalizing. Well, the, not, then, then the Fed, with its method, uh, Medex method of five and a half, six, is not going to solve the inflation problem that you're just talking about. I, I, my view is it might have got a little bit higher. So and higher people, than six? Yeah, possibly. Doing I'm not saying things. it's going to do that. You I'm, did say it's going to do that. I, my, I suspect it may have to go a little bit higher than the five we're talking about. It could hit. The country's not ready for that. Well, that's things happen. Could it six? I mean, yeah, I cited that, by the way, a number of times. That was February 23rd. I mean, I've cited it a few times. You've been gone. It was it was a a moment. He also is worried about QT. 
Yes. And Ukraine. And, that, and Ukraine no, a lot. I mean, I mean he, well, we should he, all be worried if the Chinese ever, if we got a headline that Chinese are arming Ukraine, all bets are off. I mean, I don't know. We're oh, going to have well, a depression? I mean, you know. No, yeah, that. We're yeah. fraud. I mean, you know, but obviously, Taiwan. He, he thinks the second half of the year things are going to start to bite, right? In right. In terms of Fed and, policy. Right. But what I think was the more important takeaway was, was, hey, listen, if it goes to six, the consumer's in pretty good shape. So let's not worry. And yet the banks were killed yesterday. I mean, the stocks, I mean, J.P. Morgan was just, was crushed as if suddenly whatever he thinks is going to be a good loan will go bad. Uh, but that doesn't seem to be the case this time. And I just, I, if I, one more person says, you know, this time is different, it's the most dangerous words. That's so stupid. So stupid because this time is different. That's why the mark's gone from 1,000 to, you know. <laughs> but, you know, people say stupid things all the time. But I, what I like about this market is that Jamie says, listen, the consumer's so resilient that if it went to six, it's fine. But what I really want to hear about is who owns the 10 and 20 year and feel good about it? David, you're not really being paid a lot for those pieces of paper. You don't think so? Because the two-year, you can just... Yeah, I mean, the inversion is obviously very large right now. Well, I'm just saying, like, why? The two-year past 5%. Why wouldn't you just want to own that? Nothing wrong with that at all. Or one-year piece of paper. Nice piece of paper. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with it. There isn't anything wrong with it. It's a real alternative now to equities. I think that it is, but that's okay. I mean, look, I remember when, and so do you, when rates were much, much higher. Yes. They were alternatives to equities, and people just said, okay, I see equities I like. Without a doubt. And there are things that drive the equity market. We talk about the mid-90s, of course, and the excitement around the possibilities of the Internet. We had rates at a similar level, didn't we, at that period of time? Yes. I just think that when you look back, there a lot of people are talking about September 81. you got to go back to find this big, something like this inversion. September 81, I got in the business. It was probably the greatest single time to buy. So we may indeed go, and, and you can say, yes, there was a recession right then. That was the recession you had to buy into. That was the beginning of the great bull market. So I can very easily say, historically, we are back to where the great bull market began. So get long, Mike Wilson and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, uh, these things are not, what I'm saying is these things are not dispositive. If you say the inversion is X, it's never been this bad since February 1, I will come back and say that was the greatest moment to buy in the in. Our lifetime. Uh, even with uh, debt to GDP much different now uh, than it is then? Yeah, we discussed that on my fishing trip. And of course, everyone I'm said, well, listen, this is our great grandchildren's problem. We can force it to great grandchildren. What, the deficit? Yeah. I mean, the debt. Really. Yeah, Not, I mean, Medicare. The deficit's adding Medicare, up to the debt. We're already at $31 no, billion. It's like impossible. I mean, obviously, at some point. Debt. It's good. Thirty-one oh, trillion. That. That's, a me. Wrong. That's a Kubera. That's a Kubera. Very rare. Nice. Only Very in nice. Panama. Very prehistoric. Yeah. Don't throw it right back. Look at my. Say hello to my little Kubera, David. You, you look great there, by the Very way. Very crocodile. Really. Well, sure I mean, I come to play. You look rugged. <laughs> I love the hat. Oh. There we are again. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, mean, I think we should just keep that the first time. I think we should just keep that up, or maybe we should just do a, a you know a deep fake of you and have that over you. And, I will yeah. have a Dropbox if you want to check, but it's very hard to be upset about the thirty thirty two trillion when you're you. enjoying the great wonders of Panama and terrific people. Um, so to your point, then, are you watching? Or do you think that the behavior of credit spreads lately is why we've been able to hold some of these levels in equities? Yeah. And, is that, and what happens well, if that changes? CNBC did, CNBC.com did a great piece about, all right, we've been faced, this, faced with this, and look what the market's done since October. 
But we all act like, okay, but this is the net. This one will do it. This one will do it. I'm, I'm not saying that this is the greatest time to buy. I am saying this will not be the do it because the Carvana's got their money because of the uh, the Bed Bass got their money. I mean, the WeWork, David. I mean, what, why wasn't WeWork liquid? Why are they able to find money? Why is crypto holding the mid-20s? Why are there so many 140-foot yachts? Um, yeah, well, it's, I mean, crypto with, with Silvergate. I mean, now, here's a good story. It, it comes out of the close that Silvergate's talking to the FDIC about saving itself. So the buy, people buying Silvergate. I mean, the common stock you would normally say is worthless. But in this market, it's like the Hertz common stock, David. Everybody's like the Hertz common stock. Well, Hertz did actually pay off. I mean, there was a real equity recovery value. So you say that, but there was a euphoria around it when it was in bankruptcy. But some of that actually ended up being proved correct, right. which was a rare, rare well, outcome. If there's, if there's a run on the Silvergate Bank, do you buy the Silvergate Bank? Because everything seems I, to be I, counterintuitive. I don't believe you do that, no, unless you have very high tolerance for risk. Right. Yes. Right. But if the FDIC announces that there's a, you know, none of the FDIC workarounds in the in 2007, 2009, left anything for the common. No, I mean, Washington Mutual was... No, well, goodbye. Was what, right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, even Powell yesterday talked about run risk, lack of transparency, fraud, turmoil, all in the crypto space. Yeah. Even as he said, we're not trying to stifle innovation. I know. Well, uh, crypto, I think, is completely phony and was demonstrated by the fact that it was that you had the largest player go under and then none of... The, this stuff went under, and you know, Coinbase. They, they Coinbase mocks the the SEC on a daily basis. And, you know, the SEC is government regulator. And David, have you ever seen the SEC mocked by a company before that's supposed to be regulated, just saying, "Hey, listen, come get us"? Yeah. How is that possible? I've, Why does he just get them? It's this guy named Musk who seems to antagonize them a lot. Well, what Musk creates value. Yes, he does. I went to a launch. There's serious stuff there. David, do you believe, by the way, the cash flow positive story, perhaps? Uh, Twitter, yeah. The fact that at the Morgan Stanley conference yesterday, he talked about the possibility of it being cash flow positive. You have to be under As you might imagine, I, you I, I, I talked to a couple of people in the room, a lot of people uh, in attendance there. Talked about community boards, how you verify things, crowdsourcing. People seem to like a lot of what he was talking about, uh, what I'm told, at least. In the, uh, well, I think he's the real deal. The, I'm uh, tired of knocking the meeting knock yesterday. After going to a space launch, I'm completely tired of knocking him. I mean, there's like... Look, I'm sure that maybe there's too many Teslas on a given lot, but when you deal with what's happening in the world, we're all going electric. He's crushing it. I don't think there's any cessation of electric because, because gasoline's low. I mean, someone likes to make that case, but I don't want to make that case. Um, yeah, well, we're going to do, we'll, we'll cover Tesla in the next block, but the, the Berenberg, actually, it's a downgrade today, but their general point is that they've weaponized their capacity to the point where they can, they can sell on volume and... Everybody else has to play catch up. Well, look, I made that case you know, about a week ago, and I feel to some degree I got some blowback from the major manufacturers who just say, listen, you think we're just going to sit here and not lower our cost? Uh, and then there's like stories about lithium and how he's got more lithium than ever. And then, the, of course, the Russians find lithium. By the way, we have to be very careful with nuclear. That's one of the stories that I've been working on. There's a lot of people who feel that nuclear, you know, this, now that Southern's got this Potemkin Village nuclear up in vote, that there really is, uh, the uranium you need is from Russia. And they were always going to source it from Russia before Russia became our enemy. Uh, and they're really, the plans to do nuke are very stalled, despite the fact that the nuke proponents are so bullish. So that's just another in the 
framework of the, we're still kind of hooked. New England, very hooked. Thank you for us to Brazil. New England is going to run out of power because they didn't let the pipelines through. Just going to run out of power. They don't use oil. They don't use coal. They don't have enough nuke. And the United Not connected gets. enough to the grid. Somehow there's all sorts of issues. Oh, there's there, a lot right? of, Yeah, and New England's kind of like Germany. Yeah. They got rid of everything or tried to get rid of it, and they expected that the pipelines would come from the Marcellus, and there's no approvals. It's really problematic. That's going to be the next big energy tussle is how do you get it so that they have, they can handle a tough winter. Well, not going to have to worry about it this winter. No. No. This winter was just, so, it was know, just a global knows? warming winter. By next winter, ChatGPT will be running everything, so we don't have to worry at all. <laughs> it'll take care of it. It'll be 100% smarter. We'll just say, how do we do fix that? And it'll be done. Well, I think ChatGPT is going to be a fabulous thing for kids in college. Really? Yeah. Instead yeah. of like what we did, although I never did this, where we just passed around one paper endlessly, <laughs> you know, it's like the moral basis of something or other. This is, I mean, we, look, there's going to be, I was in charge of detecting plagiarism when I was in college, one of my great gifts. And it was really hard. You had to go to the library, do this, and now it's just say, I think it was plagiarized, and boom, yes or no. Uh, great pieces. By, we had another great piece on uh, CNBC.com about an interview with Jensen Wong that was fantastic. Where he basically just says, listen, you can't do anything unless you use ours. When's his big uh, March address 21st, to the nation? March 21. Yeah. It's a member. It's virtual. I, I'm sure it's virtual, but I want to hear it. I'll let you hear it. And it's going to be him, right? Yeah. It's not going to be what? a virtual yeah, representation March, of him created by AI. He did one, what, two years ago where he was like a little Jensen. Yeah, the hopper, right? That's what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, well, I mean, the H100 is the one that everything is going to be written on. But you need hundreds of them. See, I think people don't understand that it's kind of like you need, like, a lot of 486s. I mean, also, by the way. By the way, our viewers have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. Okay, we're talking about in order to be able to do GP to chat or any of these things, you need a massive number of of the cards that NVIDIA makes. So NVIDIA has demand, as far as the eye can see. It's like the horizon. And nobody else is up there. No one competes. No one. And there's a lot of mocking of, of the uh, Moore's Law and how that's, but not directly, because Jensen's too much of a gent. But, you know, the Intel's bound by Moore's Law, which is this idea that, you know, chips shrink. Yes. We're done. Yes. You can't shrink them anymore. Computing power doubles up. Two right. nano. Is right. it, you can't shrink them anymore. You don't gain anything when you shrink them. A nice piece in the journal today about Google and how they arguably were too cautious on AI and that yeah. left an opening for Nadella. Well, how could they not be cautious? I mean, they've got to be so careful because they have an advertising model. And yeah, you, you don't to, want to completely cannibalize or put you know, your own, your business. Innovators of which $280 yes. billion dollars in revenue, most of it comes from search. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, why would I ever look at the tertiary, the third, you know, I want great fishing, you know, fishing gear. And it's like, there's 20 companies that come up. Well, how about we just use, take, and it says, okay, go buy from Columbia, the performance fish gear. There you go. Screw everybody else. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk some Tesla. Uh, regulators have opened this new investigation into the Model Y. We'll get into that and dig into uh, the time story on the FTC, potentially looking into Twitter as well. Cummins chief uh, Jennifer Rumsey on inflation risks and navigating supply chain challenges. That stock's trading at a fresh 52-week high as we're once again sort of stabilizing after yesterday's downfall. But uh, the two-year, the one-year, the six-month, all uh, topping 5% today in that 210 inversion, 107 basis points. Don't go away. 
What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Regulators have opened a new investigation into Tesla's Model Y SUV. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration launching the probe after receiving two complaints that the steering wheels can come off while the SUV is being driven. The investigation covers an estimated 120,000 vehicles. Jim, they're all from the 2023 model year. Two complaints, we got to make that clear. Well, we see recalls from other companies, including one that my travel trust owns for Ford, involving tens of thousands of cars, tens of thousands, and, and trucks, and no one says anything. And you get this one on a couple of steering wheels. David, I mean, at a certain point, does it not feel whether it's the FCC, whether it's any investigation into this, this company? There's no Teflon. It's Teflon. It won't. You don't need a steering wheel anyway. The thing rides itself. You're back with the chat GPT, man. No, I'm saying it, it's, it's self-driving. It's got the, you know, you I just agree. put your hands in your lap. Don't worry about it. What do you need a steering wheel for? I agree. I mean, it's a place to rest your hands. Look, these companies are spending billions to make that happen. NVIDIA's got one. NVIDIA does very good self Back to NVIDIA? <laughs> it's like literally every other word. David, the reason why you're going to be I was in Panama fishing NVIDIA, and then uh, we went out and it was a little bit, and the weather got a little bit of NVIDIA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's the backbone of a lot of stuff. Look, I, it, it is impossible <laughs> to underestimate, David, the fact that next year at this time, it's going to be much smarter than it is now. What, what is this? What is thing? The, the car? The <laughs> Tesla? The, 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 you don't the, even the, know what. The, the, the old opposite <laughs> thing we're talking about. Yes. I've scared Jim during the break about well, the power of AI. Well, because it's very possible, and Jen Sinner said that. I remember I mentioned in video. That he can make a doll. He made, a, he made a, one of me a wall, and it would just be there, and it would be saying things smarter than I am, and it would use that same stupid Philadelphia accent I have, which he said took from all weekend to create. And why me? But I've, uh, looking at some of your tweets the last 48 hours, you have said semis got to go down, right? Oh, I mean, there's oh, someone. Oh, the, you know, there are people buying the semis without any regard to the rest of the market. And that's just so stupid. I mean, you can't. These are big, big cap companies that are levered to the economy. So don't think that they're exempt while Cummins isn't. Oh, they're all up again today. Well, we'll see. So, so stupid. Look at Qualcomm. I trust you, Bernard, on that one. Thanks, Cristiano. Not happy with Cristiano? No? Well, no, I like, I really like it when stocks go down. And I like it when fish get away. I like it when sharks bite the line. And I like NVIDIA 250. There we go. It it does bring us, um, we're going to talk some Apple on some of these Asian channel checks. Got a nice price target upgrade this morning out of Webbush. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash. We'll count down to the opening bell. A quick programming note, of course, do not miss tonight's premiere of CNBC's Last Call. 
with Brian Sullivan. He'll explore the intersection of money, culture, policy, and the way only Brian can. It premieres tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time with Futures Pretty Steady. More Squawk on the Street in just a moment. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts. Jim was mentioning the strength of the chips, and in fact, you'll see AMD on the list of NDX gainers pre-market. Also, CrowdStrike with a, uh, a nice beat, uh, some positive street commentary this morning. Going to open up almost 5%. We'll get the opening bell in about six minutes, and don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. All right, we got three minutes to get started with an opening bell right here at the New York Stock Exchange. Jim is back from Thank that you. great fishing trip. Thank you. Uh, where do you want to start off with? NVIDIA. Okay. Eaton. Okay, this is symbol ETN. We, it's had, the, old... we had the CEO on yesterday. Oh, judge with 100 years? Yes. Yeah, he's terrific. Okay, so uh, the thing that people have to recognize about Eaton, and that's Craig Arnold's done a remarkable Yes, job. Craig Arnold's CEO has joined okay. us at Post 9 yesterday, so, 100 years since they listed. What a great company, Cleveland-based. Cleveland's still got a lot of great, great corporate, you know, actual making things. But if you look at this company since the pivot of the Fed, which is uh, November, you know, I'm sorry, September of 23, the industrial started going up. September of 20. Oh, 20 oh, I'm sorry, 22. 22. The dollar has changed. That's what they do and put out. But if you look at you look at Eaton, the chart should be upside down if there was if tightening mattered. It should be upside down because what this company makes is what used to get crushed. But instead, what's going down are the consumer packaged goods companies. Now let's see if Campbell's can hold its. It's lead. Campbell's at Mark Cluster to break the job. because of the changing nature of their underlying business, or is it really, you know, I mean, because he's talking digitization now. Obviously, aerospace is an important part of their business. Well, that's um, why the Cummings, the Cummings interview will be so, so transformative, because you have a lot of these companies have figured out, okay, we used to get crushed. Let's not get crushed anymore. Let's become more secular growth. Let's become less dependent on whether the dollar is strong or weak. Let's stop competing in different markets, say that the Germans are in or that the Chinese are in. And the result are these companies that are really doing incredibly well. And I think that people have to recognize that you may want to be short the market. You are shorting Eaton when you're shorting the market. Great American industrial that is going exactly in the wrong direction from what the bears would say. How do the bears defend that. How do they say, oh, yeah, but there's Eaton. And then we put up the chart of Cummins. Oh, there's Cummins. Then we put up the chart of Caterpillar. Oh, there's Caterpillar. Oh, okay. Well, how about Dover? Well, that's all right. How about Parker Hannaford? I mean, just over and over and over again. These are the companies that you short if you're a hedge fund manager. Well, every one of those. I think, I mean, S&P Industrials, IXI is near a 52-week yeah, high. That's, that's the problem with, look at that. That's the problem where we're like, we're all waiting for the Fed to do this or that. These companies are not waiting. They're saying, we've been there and we know what to do. I love it. It confounds the bears who can't explain it. There's a look at it. Uh, You can see what's done over the least year to date. Opening bell here and the CNBC real-time exchange of the big board. It's investment management company, KKR. And at the NASDAQ, UN Women celebrating International Women's Day today. As we're about half an hour to Powell on the Hill, Jim, I do, I do wonder whether or not there's anything incremental he can add or clarify 
to yesterday's comments in the Q&A. Well, look, I, I think he's got to go, go back over that Senator Warren interchange and explain the number of people who are hurt uh, percentage-wise of the country versus the number of people who could be wiped out. I mean, look, I think that, that one of the things that Powell is, he's a great historian. People don't give him credit for anything. But if you take a look at what happened in Weimar, which is that, you know, the people who really got hurt were the people who were poor. Not the rich people owned mansions and they owned great artwork and those, those held their value. But David, he's trying to protect the purchasing power of the people who don't have a lot of purchasing power. Right. So your point is Elizabeth Warren is not really understanding who it is he's protecting? Yeah, she has the numbers wrong. She should be saying, look, I know some people have to be laid off, but you can't go to the supermarket anymore. Right. And instead, she's arguing that the number of people in an environment, by the way, a 3.6% unemployment. Yeah, yeah. She's defending the, the ability of people to not get jobs after they're laid off, kind of like when Biden threw trillions at the economy and it's like, well, we don't have any workers. So what she's doing is she's mis she's not historical and she's not empirical. That was the take immediately after she said it, is that she's making these assertions in this particular environment. If you missed it, by the way, you got to listen to it. Take a listen. Chair Powell, if you could speak directly to the two million hardworking people who have decent jobs today, who you're planning to get fired over the next year, what would you say to them? How would you explain your view that they need to lose their jobs? I would explain to people more broadly that, that inflation is extremely high and it's hurting the working people of this country badly, all of them not just two million of them, but all of them are suffering under high inflation, and we are taking the, the only measures we have to bring inflation down. And putting two million people out of work is just part of the cost, and they just have to bear it? Will, they, will, will working people be better off if, if we just walk away from our jobs and, and inflation remains well, five, six percent? This is part of the argument, Jim, to get to your terminal rate fast, because the longer you take, the, the more the political uh, friction will, be, will yeah. take, take place. I mean, think, about, think about what she's saying. There's a relative, there's 340 million people in the country. There's 2 million people who might be fired but are then available for many other jobs, particularly if they're highly skilled. And she's defending that niche of relatively, frankly, uh, part of the economy that's elite because these people are, the people who are being laid off so far are higher paid workers. And he's saying, listen, there's a huge percent of the country that makes less than 40000 And they're the ones who be wiped out. So right. you want to defend the people who can easily get a job. I mean, why not take the wrong head on? Why not just say, listen, Senator Warren, you're on the wrong side of history. Just hit her with that. You're on the wrong side of history. Meanwhile, given my, my new obsession with AI, oh, no, I, think, I think she should be focused on how many jobs conceivably are going to be replaced within a year or 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 so as a result of advances there. I know every time we get a technological uh, uh, revolution, we think these ways, typically more jobs end up being created. Let's hope that's the case. But I hear more and more businesses using ChatGPT for coding. Right now, just helping. Yeah, but okay. Helping here, helping oh. there. How long is it going to be until certain jobs are replaced? She should be thinking more about but that. But those are the jobs we don't rates. have anybody to do it to begin with. I don't know. We about don't that. do Well, there's, there's already been that. some work that the, the initial victims are going to be telemarketers, teachers, secondary education. Uh, but they'll be in the firing line early. They will be. I think that the, there's no doubt about it. They could be. And if you go look, by the way, 
to the much uh, maligned Mark Zuckerberg, who continues to lay off people, yes. he regarded the metaverse as a great teacher. You know, he has teachers in the metaverse. Now, of course, the metaverse has become a butt of many jokes, and it's like, ha-ha, the metaverse. But they, that is about teaching. Right. Meanwhile, he, he he's, all, to, meanwhile he's all about AI now. Yeah, he's in. I mean, I know Meta and AI go together, but he seems to be much more. You don't hear Meta anymore there. You oh. hear AI. Well, he should have become uh, <laughs> he AI. He change the name of the company. Yeah, yeah, we're going to change what, again to AI. He'll reveal verse. what he's got going with the company that begins with the name and letter N. He'll be, he'll be mentioning that soon. Oh, he will? Yes. He and NVIDIA have something going on? Yes. Yes, they do. Care to, care to inform us, you, you, Jim? You have said this, that they've been meeting. Yes. It, uh, what are the they going to pro- do? On the much maligned project. I don't know. Oh, you don't oh, know. If I knew, you tell then, us. then I'd have to be killed. <laughs> um, meantime, I don't know if you saw this uh, Times piece where they asked ChatGPT to write an episode of MASH that Alan Alda then read. I think you just tweeted it out a few minutes ago. I mean, and Mike Farrell. They both read yeah, it, didn't they? they both read it. Yeah. Sorry, Larry Gelbart. You know, you don't, we don't need oh, your services I mean, no. anymore. Look, I mean, obviously, we're at the cusp of when you can tell a machine. Like, I saw a machine that was picky, that Jensen Wong, CEO of NVIDIA, was teaching to pick up <laughs> Jell-O. Picking up Jell-O, of which he would reward it, like, with, like, a, you know, like a kibble. Okay. You know, like, you know, here, fetch Jell-O. And by the end, they're, you know, we're fetching Jell-O, and they're telling us what to do. Right? Right. I'm not so sure what that had to do with it. Black ice and self-driving and picking that up jello. Can't, can't beat black ice. That's the, a, you cannot figure out well, how to do black they, ice. They, they, well, you know, I don't know about that. They probably are getting a lot closer. Probably, but he was doing millions of simulations. Yes. He couldn't do it. That was a couple years ago. Um, but uh, can we just say that, again, we have an economy where we're talking about we can't find enough workers. Then we have technology that would help us, and yet it's not being used. So when are... The, when are all the drive-throughs going to be replaced? Yeah. Well, they will be. But all, then the other question continues to be, listen, self-driving was a lot further away than we had imagined it was at this desk three or four years ago when we were talking about it. But that day could still come fairly soon where a right. lot of truck drivers are ultimately replaced, certainly for easy sort of those right. routes that are... Well, um, i got to ask you, when we, they invented the combustible engine, would it have been better for a human or a machine to be behind it from the very beginning? Right. Yeah. Machines don't get drunk, they don't get tired. Right. By the way, FT's got a great piece this morning looking at Chips Act, Infrastructure Act, IRA, and the labor, the construction labor. It's ridiculous. Th- th- I think the quote is shovel ready projects aren't any good if there are no shovels. Well, look, we can't, the state hasn't, states haven't passed down the rules, but the companies that are ready, you know, Jacobs, Jacobs is really they, You have to have a GC, basically. Bechtel will, will be ready. Um, but you don't have any plans, and you don't have enough people. And how do you find the people? I mean, one of the things I want to talk about with Ginny Romani today, it's on International Women's Day, and thank you for everything that she's done and women have done, but is this idea that we do not let... Uh, we have so many more jobs that need to be filled. And right now we have a you know, kind of a secondary school system that doesn't make it so that people in a tough area can really get the jobs. She talks about a lot, by the way, about how there's a, there's a big four-year college barrier for a lot of people. But there's also, I mean, the jobs that she's talking about are jobs in many ways, I think, that Chad AI will take. 
ChatGPT and or other right. other uh, yeah. services that are quite similar because but, there will be others. But we need um, but right, and are others. So, but we have so many jobs, Chatbots. David, that can't get filled. Right. No, they're not going to be able but to figure out how to do something. To, 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 Car- to Carl's point on that MASH episode, it's coming in some ways for the creative jobs. They were thought to be the last that would go. Okay. Instead, they're going to be the first. No. And the ones you're describing that can't get filled are not going to be threatened by if it. If you go read the conference call with the aforementioned NVIDIA, Jensen's got the jobs that are going to be taken. And his number one is copywriter. And making any anything that's advertising is going to be done much more efficiently by advertising. I see this my own daughters figuring out how to do this stuff. I mean, it's really incredible. If you have a baking business, you can sit there and sketch it or use Adobe, or you just tell them. You put it in, and it designs your baking Instagram page. There you go. Those are the jobs that are most at risk. And then financial news anchor. <laughs> well, maybe. Right below that. No. Yeah. Maybe people who make Campbell's soup. Campbell's, yeah, nice, nice segue. Number two S&P leader this morning as um, U.S. soup up seven, meals and beverages, organic up 11. We're getting used to these double-digit comps. You know, I got the, Mark Klaus, the CEO, sent me the most recent iterations of their soup and chili. They have a lot of vegetarian, which is very smart. And the stuff, what I'm going to tell you, the stuff, I, I defy you to see whether it's homemade or not. It's really fantastic. They've kept up. He's innovating. You know, when he came on, the stock was in the 40s. He said, I'm going to innovate us out of this the, 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 the hole we've dug in. And he did. It's just innovation, which is really rather amazing. And they are able to have some price. Uh, the only other one above it is Oxy, as Buffett buys another $350 million. Why don't you just buy the whole thing already? I, I know. What is he? What's the point? What's, I know. When's he going to just make the bid? I don't know. Why does what he doesn't already? It's now he's up to 22% or yeah, I mean, something. What's the there? point? Why not just buy it all? I mean, obviously, he covets it. Uh, he likes it. He likes it. Um, there was also that story today in the journal about the Permian no longer going to be as productive, Jim, well, uh, as had been in the past. I have Brian Sullivan. Brian Sullivan's been at the Sarah conference. Yeah, his show, show today. starts tonight. It starts tonight. And I'm going to have him on tonight, both to tell people about his great, his great show. But also, he's there, and I think that the journal story may have been skewed too much toward the companies that that didn't present well. And I got to go to Mike Worth because I don't think that Chevron, you know, he spent a lot of money in the Permian. I think that there's some notion that maybe it was not the moment of, of greatness, but every single one of the majors of the major dependents has said, we're not going to drill as much. We're going to return capital. So how can you make that a referendum on whether we have enough oil? I wish you were here yesterday because uh, Goldman did a piece basically asking why oil is acting like a spot asset, not an anticipatory asset. Pricing in whatever downturn in activity bears think is coming. I know. And yet there's China in a worldwide market of fluidity. Uh, obviously, we, Russia's the wild card. We have no idea how much they're really pumping. Uh, we have no idea about anything about Russia. And yet we pretend. Like, you could have, uh, Jim, how is the Russian wheat? You know what? The crop's up 13% from Russia. So um, what? It's like Lenin. Remember when Lenin started dealing with the guy who started Oxy, Arm and Hammer, in 27 during the new economic policy? It's like that. Hey, we're going to be capitalists. Lenin, you're busy killing millions. We're, we're a good capitalist country. Did Arm and Hammer really start deal with yeah with, with Lenin Lenin with Lenin yeah he made common cause of Lenin not John not John Lenin no with it no with the homicidal maniac that was Vlad who is not related to me in no, any I way shape I, I, love, I love when you do the science well because someone I did it someone stopped me on the street 
It was on Fifth Avenue, actually. An older, older woman who said... You're closer, more look you know, closely related to Trotsky than Lenin. I am not. Lev? Lev Bronstein? No. Lev Bronstein, right. No. Um, he held up. His stuff holds up. Because the workers should own the Trotsky holds production. up well. Socialist yeah. Workers Party holds up a lot better than the Communist Party. It does. It does. Um, Rivian shares oh, down again. That yeah, that, that, That's a socialist that enterprise. convert uh, pressuring the shares. Obviously, you also get people to set it up and short the, un- short the underlying common. They did get it done uh, when they include options there. They say $1.4 billion in proceeds, but that's a new low. Well, Guys, we're down to about a $13 billion market value for, uh, for Rivian. Of course, as we point out, this is reflective of what we've been through. And you can go back a little further, too. There it is. Over a hundred billion dollar market value at one point. Well, I mean, but David, the guys got out. Remember, Ford got out. Ford got Amazon out. Amazon. I do. I remember that. Yeah. I mean, they weren't stupid. No, every sale was a good sale. I suppose. Right. Yeah. Every sale begins with us, man. Yes. Is that obvious? I mean, I think Ford was going to sit there, and Ford did not get a great price on its final tranche. No. But, but it's better than where the stock right. is now. But you haven't mentioned Lucid at all. No, I haven't mentioned Lucid. Would well, you like to? Yeah, I'd like you to do Lucid. Okay. Well, Lucid does have a higher market value than does Rivian right now. How about, remember when they were bigger than General Motors? Yes. Uh, Lucid's a $15 billion market value, $8.20. You see the stock price there. Of course, you could argue at least all that spec has been taken out that they were going to get taken private by their largest holder, the Saudis. Would they buy in what they don't own? Uh, but again, both companies have been hit by worries about their ability to uh, to to hit their hit their targets. No, it's about it's about prowess, right? Yes. Which again cuts in the favor of Musk, who seems to have you know okay, a couple steering wheels fell off. You know. Mean, we, meanwhile, uh, Mannheim used cars. Oh. Biggest month on month jump in 17 months. Probably the most negative negative thing that the that has to face right now is once again the. Endless, endless rise in the, in the prices of tr- cars and trucks. Now, Mannheim went the wrong way for him, for Jay. Jay, I just feel like that that's one of those things where he just says, listen, we underestimated. And he's referring to that. He, he's referring to Campbell's and all the prices, you know, the right prices. Every one of the price increases held. What? What? No, I'm just saying. Chat, you know who's our only hope is, is Chat GPT. It's true. Because that's, to, to come in and act as a disinflationary force? I'm not, like, you can laugh. I think that a lot of the, I bet you Boeing has a huge number of people who can be replaced in some ways. Engineers. It's engineers, not metal benders, but engineers that I think are going to be under fire the most after, after we get through the copywriters. Don't forget, Musk is going to be making humanoid robots and believes that we're going to have a one-to-one ratio of them to people. Well, I'm really? just painting the scenario here. Just want everybody well, like, to know. How about lawyers? Like Shakespeare? First we kill the lawyers? I mean, like, you know, what? Up? First we annihilate the lawyers with ChatGPT. Judges? Referees, obviously. We, referees are gone. But we still got umpires calling balls and strikes, even though all of us on TV can see the little well, square every time with, they get it wrong. That ends. We'll have Jensen design something that looks like a, an umpire. And that will call the strike. Wait, wait, and Jensen's probably working on it right now. It's probably on the March 21 keynote. Could be. Could be. We should just give that keynote right here. I'm trying so hard. It's not going to happen. Uh, really quick, on a sort of related note, um, TikTok 
uh, is on the cover of the New York Post. The, the wood is uh, sick talk. Uh, Bernstein desk today, which actually started raising the possibility of a ban in December, said that the statement out of uh, the National Security Council yesterday is the latest sign that this could actually happen. Well, let's think about this. In that last call about Meta, how about how much time he's Mark spent on reels? It was like he, he was like a visionary. I mean, it's worth putting as much money on reels as you possibly can, because if TikTok expires, reels is your only hope to do advertising. I've seen really cool advertising that was done on TikTok that's now being done on reels. And I tell you, you can't tell the difference. No, I mean, because no. it is hard in some ways to imagine a platform like TikTok really just disappearing, given how many millions of people use it, enjoy it. I know it's uh, got a lot of detractors for obvious reasons. Uh, but not necessarily because of its um, security implications, much more right. because it's mental health, which, by the way, goes across the board for so much social media, particularly when you're dealing with, with uh, younger people. Do you think there'll um, be a reaction in the end, or do you think that... I don't know. I mean, they've got to figure out a way to hide that thing off. ByteDance is a $350 billion mark, you know, value. It's I, private. Right. $16 billion in profits. General Atlantic? $16 billion. General Atlantic, Co2, um, right. significant owners of ByteDance, which is the owner of TikTok. But they, if, if this really is going to come to pass, they've got to figure out a way to just go by Metaverse. meet their objections with uh, some sort of, which they had been contemplating towards the end of the Trump administration, okay, some so sort of spin that that insulates it entirely from the idea that the Chinese could be using it for um, spying. Are we going to be talking in China right now? They're going to be taking, as opposed to who lost China in the 40s in our country. It's going to be who lost the U.S.? That's what the Chinese are going to say. Who lost the well, U.S.? Which, which, which leader lost the U.S.? That, that is going to be the narrative for the, for the next five years. Just like we had the, the pain of losing China to the communists in the 40s. Nobody's going to say anything there because they have one guy who uh, runs uh, the country. Oh, who lost? That, that Believe not, me, no. who lost America is what they're going to be talking about. They might whisper it. Yeah, no way. No way <laughs> the, the machines are going to say it. Quick reminder this morning, you can always get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club. Or, as always, use the QR code on the screen. Bonds, uh, Jim was pointing out, Whoa. yields have settled back here a touch. Uh, Two-year back below four, I'm sorry, five. And the 10-year back to three, nine. Back in a minute. Watching some movers this morning. Your biggest S&P laggard, uh, Jim, will be Etsy. Uh, back to the 200-day, almost since for the first time since Halloween, as we have uh, been parsing through some city credit card data today that does show at least apparel in e-com, one of the worst performing sectors for the first week of March. Uh, Dow's pretty flat. Don't forget, Jolts is coming up along with the Fed chair at the top of the hour. We'll get stopped trading with Jim in a minute. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. The noodling of this, uh, Stitch Fix last night reported a quarter that was just abominable. Revenue declined 20%. This... I, I, it's just extraordinary. But uh, what makes me think of this is that maybe this is the end of fashion. I mean, people rent the runway, uh, Nordstrom. Like, people used to pay up for curation and help and fashion. And now it's like everybody's just kind of looks just kind of whatever they want to. I'm so glad you said it. I, I mentioned this city credit card data. Last, last week's biggest loser, Ecom Apparel. Down 28. Yes. The gainers were cosmetics and pet shops. Right. I mean, once the, Estee Lauder's doing incredibly well. Elf is doing amazingly well. But you know what? Sometimes you're on a boat and you're not thinking about this stuff. And <laughs> what I would tell you, I want to thank Michael Simblis, who is, I think, the most brilliant person in our business. Most brilliant person. 
because that was the time I left off Panama. And uh, yes, I did not think about stitch fix or rent the runway or anything else. <laughs> David, they are not, no machine, no machine. is ever going to catch a nope. Cubera that That's size. That's true. It's not. Right? Nope. And they're not edible. Again, I always have to say this because people just, we threw them back. Right. It's catch and release except for the tuna, which you made five ways. Tuna. Tuna. You caught a tuna? Michael caught a 185-pound tuna. Mm. Two and a half hours work to bring them in. And I'll tell you, uh, we didn't throw that one back. Wow. No sorry, Charlie, no, there. we had sushi for, we had a month of sushi in one day. <laughs> I'm sushi. <laughs> um, looking forward to Remedi tonight? Yes. Yeah, she's got a, a book out, International Women's Day, uh, where she really talks about, a lot about what she... What can be done to change, to fill the gap in our society? And George Kersey blew the number away. And uh, I know that Palo Alto Networks is owned by my travel trust, but got to be proud of CrowdStrike because he really did great things. But he did not have gap, gap positive. You know, it was not gap positive. It's non-gap, which I know you care about. Tremendously. I do. I do. We're going to adjust it EBITDA in our sites. Yeah. So we're going to get rid of now, that again. David, will the machine mock me like you mocked? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's yes it be, will. He's got plenty of source material. Exactly. It'll just recreate my voice anyway and take all the things that I have Can't mocked you, you and it'll just be an endless to, mocking. Program it to respect me. <laughs> I'll work on that. Mad Money tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern time. We still promo you at the end of the show. When we come back, uh, Powell, sure day sure two. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. CNBC has quick and easy to understand business news updates at the open midday and close every weekday. Markets, money, and more from Wall Street to Main Street. I'm CNBC's Jessica Ettinger. Follow and listen to CNBC Business News Updates wherever you get your podcasts.